Hello and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and if you'd like to catch up with past episodes, you can search Jillian Pelkey Activate on either iTunes or SoundCloud.com. All right, we're going to pray and get right into the message for today. God, I thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you that you are active and involved. I thank you that you are a God that sees everything, knows everything, and loves us so deeply. God, I pray today that you would reveal yourself to us, that God, as we seek you, we would find you, that we would seek you with all of our hearts. Jesus, I thank you for the ways that you're moving in each and every life. God, I thank you for testimonies of your goodness. Lord, I pray that we would glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. That means your literal brother and sister and every other person on the planet. How could we love every person on the planet? It's impossible, right? There's always someone that's going to uh, make us feel uncomfortable. There's someone that's going to make us angry. There's people that are going to hurt us. There's people that will betray us. How is it that this verse could, could be in the Bible? Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. We're going to take a look today at uh, 1 John chapter 4. And we're going to explore how it is possible that we could love everyone. How is it possible? What is it that keeps us from loving? What is it that keeps us, you know, there are so many people who have done so many things to us. How could we actually love the unlovable person? 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. God is love. God is love. So anyone who loves God has to love his brother and his sister. God is love. It goes on. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. Whoever lives in love lives in God. How can we live in love and then not love our brother? How can we live in love and hate somebody else? What does it mean to live in love? Because... Man, there are people that are difficult. There are situations that are difficult. We all have that exception. I love everyone except so-and-so. I love everyone, but not this person And, and because of this situation. In 1 John 4, verse 16, it says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Okay, so to have confidence on the day of judgment, to have confidence when Jesus returns, that hope that we put our hearts in, that hope that we put our hearts in, that one day we will be in heaven in eternity. You know, our lives are not futile. They are here on earth. They are, they're here today, gone tomorrow. Our life is like a mist. It's like a vapor. It's like a flower that fades away. Yes, but our lives are also eternal because our souls will live forever in eternity with Jesus. So on that day of judgment, how do we find confidence? It's because we are like Jesus and we live live in love. How can we live in love? How can we be like God? God is love. How is that even obtainable? How is that even possible? There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Let's explore that a little bit. 
There is no fear in love. Why is it that we hate people? We hate people because they hurt us. We hate people because they hurt somebody else. How can we love someone who's hurt us? How can we love someone who's hurt other people? The Bible right here says God is love. He says anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. How is this possible? It is only possible when we find ourselves in the presence of God daily. It's only possible when we get alone with Jesus, when we let Jesus wash over us, when we let Jesus reveal to us the root of our unloving hearts, when he reveals to us the root of our hatred, the root of our fighting, the root of why we're, we're unpleased or, or, or just bitter towards somebody else. The only way to love the unlovable is to be in the presence of God because God is love. And to be like Jesus, we have to be around Jesus. To be like Jesus, we have to read the Bible. To be like Jesus, we have to be alone with him in prayer. And alone with him in prayer, he'll reveal himself to us. The antidote for hatred is time in the presence of God. In Romans, it says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world says that if someone is mean to you, be mean back. The pattern of this world is if somebody has hurt you enough times, it's okay to hate them. The pattern of this world is to let an argument stew in your heart. The, the pattern of this world is to let something that's hurt you replay in your mind again and again and again until it takes root in bitterness. The pattern of this world is not forgiveness. The pattern of this world is revenge. The pattern of this the pattern of this world is even Stephen to get back at someone who's hurt you, to uh, to to take revenge in your own hands. But the Bible says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." The only way to renew your mind is to get with your Creator. The only way to renew your mind is through the Bible. The only way to not look like the rest of the the world is to spend time with someone who's supernatural. The only way to not be like this world is to be with someone who is out of this world. And that is God himself. And our access to him comes through Jesus. The voice of the Holy Spirit has to be louder than the voices in the world. The voice of the Holy Spirit has to be louder than Facebook, louder than the media, louder than our family members, louder than anything else. The voice of God has to be our control system. It has to be the, the forefront. It has to be the, the, the one thing that, that God guides our true north, but we can't come up with it on our own. Godly wisdom comes from heaven. It doesn't come from our own heads. It doesn't come from our own knowledge. It has to come from heaven. So it has to come from a place of prayer. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The will of God is not that we should hate anyone. The will of God is that we should love everyone. In order to love everyone, we have to be around God. God is love. The news is not love. Facebook is not love. Your friends are not love. God is love. God is love. In 1 John 2, we're reminded to remain in Him. Remain in Him. 
That's not a one-time thing. To remain in Him is to constantly seek His face, to get back in the presence of God again and again and again. It's not a one-time salvation experience. It's a time where we get on our knees or we get on our face before God and say, God, your will is better than my will. Your ways are better than my ways. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Everything comes through you and not through me. It's not my opinion. I die to myself. I become less that He becomes greater. I lay down and die. I am a servant. He is the master. I live for him as a slave to righteousness, a slave to God. And then there is no room for hatred. And then there is no room for my own pride, but I can't get there on my own. I can't forgive on my own. I have to get in the presence of God. Who is it you're hating today? Who is it that you dislike today? Get in the presence of God. Lay it out before God. Lay their name out for before God. The Bible teaches us to pray for our enemies. To pray for our enemies. Everything changes in our hearts. God is love. We can't hate and be like Jesus. There's no room for it. That's the pattern of the world is to hate. But the pattern of God is forgiveness and freedom. The pattern of God gets rid of all fear in our lives because we know it's God who who does the work. It's God who fights our battles. It's God who gets revenge. It's God who gives us a promotion, not people. It's God who gives us money, not, not our jobs. It's God who gives us clothing. It's God who gives us food. It's God who gives us direction. All things come from Him. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. It's not from the world that I get the things that I need. It's from God himself. In him, I'm complete. In him, I live and I move and I have my being. In him, I find everything that I need. In 1 Peter, it says that we can't return insult for insult, evil for evil. It says that we are called to a different way of life. We are called to be people of the light. We are called to be like Jesus. In this world, we are like Jesus. Jesus was insulted. Jesus was made fun of. Jesus was wronged. Jesus was, was, was hung on a tree to die. And even if we are put in those same situations, we have to be like Jesus and love in love. I didn't see Jesus afraid when the storms came. I didn't see Jesus afraid when people tried to kill him. I didn't see Jesus afraid when people spoke bad of him. I didn't see Jesus afraid ever. I saw him loving. And you know, when we hate someone, it's because of our own fear, our own pride, our own selfishness, our own worldly understanding of things. But if we had a godly, a supernatural, a not of this world understanding then everything would be different because the wisdom from heaven is different. The wisdom from heaven is peace loving. The wisdom from heaven is submissive. The wisdom from heaven is different than the wisdom of this world. And that's why we need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto us. We seek the wisdom of God and everything changes. In 2 Peter, it says that we can participate in God's divine nature. What is the divine nature of God? God is love. We can participate in that divine nature of love. It says that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, but we are like spiritual stones that are building up this kingdom of God. We are a royal priesthood that he will give us everything that we need to live life and to live it God's way. 
but we have to remain in him. We have to seek him. We have to be in his presence. There's no way that we could be love without being around God because God is love. Love is proven in our obedience to God. Love is proven in our obedience to God. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. The opposite of fear is trust. Do we trust God enough to take care of our hurt? Do we trust God enough to take care of our hurt? Or do we think we need to take care of it ourselves? Binding up my own wounds doesn't usually work out very well. Having someone else bind up my wounds helps for a little while, but having God heal me changes everything. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal you from fear of other people. He wants to heal you from hatred. And hatred, a lot of times, is fear that the other person won't get what they deserve or the world won't find out what they did or I can't be made whole again because of what they did. But God wants to heal us. He wants to free us from all of our fears. Our fear uh, comes when... When we don't think the other person is going to pay for what they've done, but God says vengeance belongs to him, that he will make all things right. He holds every tear that we've ever cried. We, we have to trust God's love for us, that our name is really honestly written on the, the palm of his hand, that Jesus right now sits at the right hand of God making intercession for you, that he truly, truly loves you. And if we understand God's love for us, then we can begin to love other people. But we hate because we don't understand how much God loves us. So let's go on here and look at the rest of this verse in 1 John 4. We'll start again in 16. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God lives in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Now, verse 19, we love because he first loved us. Verse 20, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. These are some strong words here. These are words like command and must and have to. The command is that we love God. The command is that we love other people. The command is that we get over the things that hold us back. And the only way to do that is the presence of God. And, and in the presence of God, he, he shows us we love because he first loved us. And so when we get alone with God and we say, God, I hate this person. God reminds us of his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that he loved us before we loved him. He loved us before we love him. And to be like Jesus, we must do the same thing. It goes on in the beginning of, of chapter five, it says, anyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God 
by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. The victory, the overcoming comes from the presence of God. To overcome the world, the world says to hate. The world says to hold on. The world says to wait for that person to come to you and and, and say they're sorry before you forgive them. But what God says is you can overcome the pattern of the world. You can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. We overcome that way. There is victory when we say, God, I give it to you. God, you heal my pain. You come with the balm of Gilead. You come with your super natural power to help heal me from the inside out. Then we've overcome the pattern of this world. We've overcome things that, that would bind somebody else up. We overcome things that are meant to kill us. They, they don't kill us. They make us stronger in the presence of God because he heals us. And then we have testimony of his healing power. The Christ follower is the one who can be and can forgive the deepest of hurts. The Christ follower is the one who can have supernatural love, supernatural forgiveness, supernatural change. When the world would say, forget that person, God says, love them again. When the world would say, hang on, don't let them hurt you again. God says, you don't have to be afraid because I'm going to take care of it for you. Go ahead and love, love like Jesus. There's such victory in the presence of God. There is victory in the presence of God. I'm going to say that again. There is victory in the presence of God. Victory in the presence of God. You have to get alone in a time of prayer to let God change you. You could spend hours on the phone talking to your mom, talking to a friend, talking to a pastor or counselor, but the presence of God is where your very heart can be transformed. It's where forgiveness can truly take place. And then you have a testimony of God completely changing your heart. You have a testimony of restoration. You have a testimony of of not being bound up by anger and, and hatred, but being free to love. Being free to love. We love other people because God shows us the way he first loved us. While we were still sinners, he died for us. This seems impossible. This command seems impossible to love our brothers and sisters, to love everyone. It is impossible in our own human understanding, in our own human strength. And that's why we need the presence of God. That's why we need to, uh, to find ourselves in prayer and in repentance ourselves. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. I hope today that you will find a place of repentance. You will find a place of searching your own heart and saying, God, if there's anyone in my life that I refuse to forgive, help me to forgive. God, if there's anyone in my life right now that I hate, help me to be like Jesus and to love them. Because on that day of judgment, I want to stand knowing that I've forgiven everyone, that I've loved everyone. God is love. God is love, and I want to be like God. I want to be a Christ follower. I want to be like Jesus. I want supernatural wisdom. It's only by the Holy Spirit that it's possible to love everyone. 
So today, find your place of prayer. Today, find your place of repentance. Today, find yourself reading and rereading 1 John chapter 4, 16 through chapter 5, verse 6, and really read over it. Let it wash over you. The, the Word of God, let it cleanse your heart. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother and sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God who they have never seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Let's pray. God, we know that there are some things that only come by your spirit. And God, forgiveness comes by your spirit. Forgiveness comes through you. And God, we know that love comes from learning more about you. Love comes from being in your presence. So God, I pray for each person listening to find a place of forgiveness, to find a place of love. God, to find a place of closeness with you, where you can restore relationships, where you can repair broken hearts, where you can bind up wounds and heal people. God, I pray for just forgiveness to flow in every heart and in every life. God, draw us closer to your heart. Make us more like you. Jesus, thank you for supernatural wisdom. Thank you, God, that your ways are above our ways. Your thoughts are above ours. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for loving us before we even knew what true love was. God, you are all that we need. And God, I pray that we would long for you, that we would cling to you. Jesus, thank you for who you are in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray all these things. Amen.